the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. Well, hey guys, this is Josh Nelson with the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. I want to thank you for joining us. I'm really excited today to be interviewing Dan Dowdy from S&D Plumbing out of the Austin, Texas market. Um, they've had a, a tremendously successful business uh, that's grown significantly over the last, uh, since, 19, since the 1980s. And um, I'm excited to have Dan on the phone. So, Dan, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Excellent. Thank you so much for agreeing to to be on the podcast and to share some of your experience and some of your your learnings and how you're really marketing the company and how you're accomplishing such great success within the business. Let's start, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about your company, a little bit of background in terms of how long you've been in business, approximate revenues, numbers of trucks, just some of the, the background information that everybody likes to know. Okay. I can definitely do that. Um, well, we are a family-owned company. You know, uh, we started the business in 1980. Um, my parents did, you know, and and my parents are still involved in the company. Um, as, as far as long as my as far as myself and my brother as well, we're all still in the company. Um, started really in the in the Galveston area. Moved to Austin shortly after they started the company, and uh, you know, really our our target business is, is residential and commercial service. Uh, we do a lot of leak detection type work, um, which leads to insurance work as well. And uh, so we kind of have a niche market in the leak detection business. Um, okay, that's a big piece of it for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, right now we're running uh, six service trucks that are that are just full time doing service, and then we have uh, five other trucks that do a lot of uh, tunneling and drain repair, drain reroutes, um, stuff like that. So, you know, we have five trucks that are doing our larger type dig work. Um, let's see, anything else about us? Our, our approximate revenue is uh, $4.1 million. Um, you know, and as far as, far as um, you know, I, I would say at this point, 50% of our revenue comes from our our residential and commercial service, and the other 50% comes from our leak detection and uh, large dig dig type work. Okay, so it's kind of a mix between the the general service for uh, residential and commercial and the the hot you know heavy underground uh, digging and leak detection type work. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so it's a it's about 11 trucks mixed between those two. Approximately how many employees in the company? Uh, right now, I think we have right around 25 in the company. Excellent. And we have, you know, we have a pretty unique situation here because, uh, you know, we have S&D Plumbing, mm -hmm. and then my brother runs a completely separate company called S&D Commercial Services, and uh, what, uh, you know, their specialty is really um, troubleshooting and repairing hot water issues at like apartment complexes, uh, any kind of commercial buildings. They've really kind of found a niche in that, so. We work hand in hand together on some of these projects. You know, I'll go in and and do all the um, the minor service work for commercial. Then when it turns bigger, I usually will pass that on to him. So, you know, even though we're not the same company, we do work hand in hand in that. So it's pretty unique. 
So it's kind of a reciprocal, separate division, separate companies, but you guys are able to feed on each other and kind of pass business back and forth. Exactly. Yeah, once it gets to a certain point where we feel like it's really out of my technician's expertise to be able to handle it, once it turns bigger to a bigger project, we usually pass it on to them. Because that's their, that's their specialty and they're really good at it. So, Got it. Awesome. So, so that's, that's fantastic. About 4.1 million, um, 25 employees, really solid company there in the Austin market. Tell me a little bit of the background on how your dad started the company and when you got involved and just kind of give me a little bit of that, that background. Okay. Um, you know, as far as how he started the company, I mean, uh, I think originally when they first started it, uh, before he started S&D Plumbing, he was doing water softener sales door to door. Okay. He finally realized that wasn't cutting it. So when he, you know, when he first started S&D Plumbing, he was, he literally ran one truck for as long as I can remember. I mean, he, he was doing about everything he could do just to keep it afloat. You know, he was doing new construction, he was doing service, and uh, you know, as a little little kid, five six years old, I remember, uh, you know, in the summer times going on the service truck with him, and and uh, you know, we'd go out and maybe plumbing plumbing a big residential house, and if I helped carry pipe and do a few things for him, he'd give me five bucks a day just for just for kind of being there with him. So that's kind of how as long as I've been been working with them. It was always a cool, um, a really cool atmosphere. And, uh, you know, and, and all through school, I'd, I would spend my summers, you know, me and my buddies would come to work here and we would uh, tunnel under foundations. We would do all the hard work through the summers. And, and so that's kind of how I got into it. And I've been, you know, I've been full time in the company about, uh, I guess, 15 years now. Um, you know, right now I pretty much oversee the entire um, operations of S&D Plumbing, um, you know, both residential and commercial, both service and tunneling. Um, but, you know, Rhonda, my mom here in the office, she's, she's an office manager and she's still extremely involved with the company as well. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's very unique, you know, being a family, family business, uh, you know, we all work really well together, believe it or not, and uh, all under the same roof. So it's a pretty good thing we have going. Yeah, that's awesome, and it's a it's a it's a really cool environment that you guys have with the, you know, the dad Sam, Rhonda, Sam Jr., you, um, and then all, all the success you guys are seeing in the business. You yeah, said something you. there that your dad ran it as a one one truck company for for a long long time. Mm -hmm. Do you know how or when the company kind of was able to make that transition from one truck to starting to be more significant enterprise? Yeah, I would say, you know, probably about, I would say probably about 20 years ago is when he started to grow more and more. Um, you know, I, I, th I think a big part of that, it may have been 25 years ago, but I think a big part of that was once once he found that niche in the, in, into uh, leak detection is when, you know, once he realized that that's something he really wanted to, to pursue, that's when his company started to grow. He started to get, uh, you know, a lot of a, a lot of different accounts with big insurance companies, and uh, it, it started it slowly started growing from there. But, you know, Josh, really the I, I think some of the the biggest success we've had to date has been probably the last three years since we really uh, become engaged with 
QSC become engaged with uh, you know Plumber SEO doing all of our online marketing and social media. I mean, we really dug into that and, and gone all the classes and learned a lot. Um, you know, we have a business coach now, and it's really you know, at a certain point. I guess about five years ago, I was thinking to myself, you know, what if we lose all of our insurance work? You know, what would mm -hmm. my company look like? And at that point. I would I would venture to say 75% of our work was dependent on was dependent on insurance companies, and you know and I was and and with everything going on in the government and all that I was like man we would just be down to nothing so that's when I really said I, I got to figure something else out I got to learn how to run a profitable service company, and then just the insurance works kind of the gravy on the side type stuff and uh, you know since we started doing that our our business started growing a lot. Um, you know, uh, two years ago compared to last year, I mean, we grew almost a million dollars in sales. Wow. Um, you know, and, and, and the crazy thing is, is since we do dive into the insurance and the leak detection and the tunneling work, it's a very profitable market. I mean, even if we're just doing it for, for homeowners, it's pretty profitable, you know, and it, you know, I think most service companies probably have a net profit around 5% and, and, you know, year to year, we consistently run enough net profit somewhere between 20 and 25%. Holy cow. So, wow. um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, if somebody's thinking about getting in that market, it's definitely a great niche to, to get into is the, is the leak detection because not everybody can do it. Nice. So that, that's, that's exciting. So you'd say over the last three years, you guys have really grown by more than a million dollars in, in total revenues for the company. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, a, a big part of that is, uh, you know, as far as advertising goes, it's it's getting out of the yellow pages, which was something my dad did forever, you know, and you would spend just more money than you could imagine doing that. And we and we started uh, putting all our money into into online SEO type work and, and social media, you know, Angie's List and Yelp. And, uh, and we, we've really seen great returns on that. I mean, uh, we have a very minimal marketing budget uh, budget here. I mean, really, um, you know, compared to most companies, it's probably around four or five percent. You know, we're running at about two percent. And I think that this has something to say. I mean, we've been in this market for 35 years, mm -hmm. so, so we are well known, and yep. uh, and so we get a lot of referral type work. But you know, we just do our best to keep a great reputation, no matter you know, no matter what it takes, and it, and it really pays off. So. We're definitely proud of that. Absolutely. So let's let's dive in because I'm sure you've excited a lot of the listeners by you know talking about this this significant growth over the last three years. Let's start to talk about some of the specific marketing strategies and techniques. Um, and so I always at this point in the interview kind of talk a little bit about the the fundamentals of your marketing plan for for a plumbing business. And, and really, there, there are three core fundamentals. There's market, message, and media. So the market is, who are you selling to? And so as, the, as a, the owner of a plumbing business, you could say, oh, well, we serve all residential and commercial clients and really cast such a wide net that you're not attractive to anybody. So really being clear on who that market is and who you're know who you're really targeting within your geographic area then there's the the message which is 
What are you saying that differentiates you from the competition? How do you position yourself so that when you go after that target market, it resonates with them and they want to choose you as the vendor of choice or the, the provider of choice versus the competition? And then really the fun stuff of the, the media. And I always kind of lay that foundation because when people listen to this podcast, they're just looking for the tactical piece, which is SEO, pay-per-click, email marketing, yellow page ads, radio, but unless you've spent some time really being clear on who you're serving and what your message is, all of those different channels and all of those different efforts will, will fall flat. So let's just talk a little bit, Dan, about who you consider to be your, your target market and, um, and the geographic area that you serve. Yeah, I guess it really depends on what type of services we're talking about, but um, mm -hmm. you know, as far as commercial goes, our target market is generally going to be multi multi-family, you know, residences. We do a lot of um, hydro jetting type work, mm -hmm. and we we run you know three jetters full time, which is a very profitable job. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it leads to other work. Obviously, you know, whenever you're doing the jetting, following up with the camera. So, I mean, that seems to be our our big target area with uh, with commercial clients. You know, we do restaurants as well. Um, but I would say our main target right now is is residential. Um, you know, as far as um, I'm trying to think of a good example, um, but I I would say you know as far as our marketing goes, anything. Uh, I don't know, Josh. You may have to repeat some of the questions. You asked me a lot there. But oh I'll yeah, I dumped I dumped a lot on you. So. So your your main target market then on the commercial side is very clearly multifamily residences, restaurants that that really have higher level needs, and then on the residential side, sounds like it's it's homeowners, um, you know that that have a certain income threshold within a what would you say like a 25 to 30 mile radius of your office in uh, Taylor, Texas. No, yeah, it, it, we actually cover a bigger radius. I mean, we probably cover. Um, you, you, you know, we go more west towards the Austin area from where we're located, and mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll go up to about a 75-mile radius from where we're at, just because we are, you know, we're roughly about 20 to 30 miles from the Austin area, and mm -hmm. um, but, you know, but we we definitely service more west of of Taylor, and um, uh, so so we do cover a big area as far as that's concerned. Okay, so that's that's the market piece. Um, as far as the message, how do you guys position yourself in the market? There, um, you know, what what what's your what's your unique selling proposition? How do you position yourself? I mean, I, I think besides the obvious, you know, besides the, our quality workmanship and reputation around here, uh, family-owned business is always big. Um, mm -hmm. You know. I think um I mean as far as how we how we position ourselves I think the uh the, the main thing we look for and and feed off of is all the specialty type work you know we do the um you know we always tell our clients we do the things that nobody else likes to do or knows how to do which would mm -hmm. be you know our special our specialty leak detection equipment you know we can go through and and locate water leaks and slabs, trace water lines, stuff like that. We kind of dive into that type of work, and 
it goes both residential and commercial. You know, our multifamily, you know, management companies, they want, they generally want the cheapest work at the cheapest price, and we always tell them, you know, if you want that type of work, we're not your plumber for that. We're your plumber for, um, you know, maybe you have boilers and, and for some reason half your buildings aren't getting the proper hot water or you have leaks that we need to locate, you know, or we have, you know, or we need, or we need to do hydro jetting. We're more of your specialty type plumber. You know, we're not always your day to day when it comes to those commercial type properties. Um, but as far as, as far as the residential, residential clients go, I mean, we just, um, you know, the main thing that, that we concentrate on is the, is, the, is the full customer experience. You know, we train our techs to, you know, once you get in the door, uh, not only do you address the issues at hand, but you also, you know, follow up and see if they have any, anything else we need to address. We, you know, we do home safety inspections. Um, we have a really cool membership plan that allows for, you know, a, a lot of different perks like priority scheduling, uh, discount pricing stuff like that. So I think that kind of sets us apart from a lot of our competitors. Absolutely. And so some, some really awesome stuff you shared there and how you're positioning yourself. And one of the reasons I think you're so attractive, obviously, like you said, the years and years in business, family owned, and I think in all of your marketing, um, you really play up on that with pictures of the actual team, pictures of you guys on fishing trips, um, you know, the fact that it's that, that family atmosphere. Uh, and then separating yourself in being the specialist and some of those harder to do, more complicated services, I think it is key to getting people to want to choose you because you guys are so likable. And then also the key to that higher level profitability that you have because you're not just doing the basic vanilla services, but you're able to do the more complicated things that require more specialized knowledge and better equipment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So uh, let's talk about about media and some of the things you guys are doing in order to get the phone ringing, in order to get new customers. You mentioned that you know you'd done some yellow pages and you kind of pulled away from that and you shifted to the internet. Let's just kind of go through some of the the high level things. Um, you know, in order, do you guys do any direct mail or Valpac or or any of that type of stuff right now? Uh, yes, we do. I mean, we do a couple different things. Um, you know, we we do a monthly newsletter. That's a a monthly email that we send out, and, and it's it's a members only type newsletter. It comes equipped with, you know, uh, a blog about different plumbing plumbing issues that may help a, a homeowner, it, it, and as, as well as whatever our special is for the month. Um, awesome. That that seems to be a pretty a pretty cool product uh, product that we're doing now, and then. You know, we just started, you know, we, we've always done thank you cards and follow-ups, stuff like that, but we just really started um, doing a direct mail marketing program to where we are um, sending out our thank you cards, sending out follow-up newsletters throughout the year with coupons and information. So the customer, you know, we try to get back in front of that, that customer at least two more times throughout the year to kind of remind them, and that's, that's actually mailed, mailed products sent to their house. Um, and then a really cool thing that we just started up that's just now cranking up is a referral program that will help us to actually um, track our referrals, reward our, our customers that are giving referrals in the form of, um, you know, cash and, and, and coupons to use. Um, 
So I'm really excited about that because that, that's one thing I've always thought is, man, we get so many referrals and unless you just really take the time to get the name of who referred us and their number, it's hard to even call them up and say thank you sometimes. You just get so busy, you, you forget to do that. And this is going to be a great way to, to track who's doing that and who's getting rewarded for that. And so, uh, you know, I'm really excited about that program. Yeah, that sounds like it's it's going to be it's going to be powerful and really help you cement those relationships, get more repeating and and referral business, which is awesome. You mentioned Yellow Pages and kind of shifting a little bit away from the Yellow Pages. Are you guys still in the Yellow Book at all? I mean, do you have a large ad? Do you have a small ad, or have you kind of removed yourself from that altogether? At this point. Yeah. I've pretty much done everything in my power to get us get us away from that. I mean, I don't know how long. I, I think it's probably been five years. But when I really took over the marketing aspect of the company, you know, I really didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I'm I, I was pretty much just a plumber trying to run a trying to run a business. And and you know, you always had those influx of phone calls and people wanting to come in and sell you stuff. And I think it took me probably six months to finally get everything canceled. Because you just always have those re-upping yellow pages, yellow page ads, and when I realized what we were spending in there, I was like, "That is crazy." So, and, and that's when I found uh, Plumber SEO, and 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 now, to my knowledge, you know, we I know for sure that we don't spend any money on yellow page advertising. So, um, but I, I, at that point, you know, we just stumbled upon Plumber SEO, and and uh, you know, that's when I decided, "Hey, look, I'm going to dump my." I'm going to dump at least 80% of my my marketing budget into Plumber SEO, and that way we can really target the um, the online keyword you know keywords that people are searching on Google. Um, we can do our pay per click and social media because I'm sure there's other guys like me out there. You know I'm not big on social media and trying to keep up with running a business and doing that can be very stressful. So um, you know since I did that. Um, it, it's really it's really turned us around. You know, I talk to customers that I go out and, and meet sometimes, and I ask them, you know, how would you hear about us? And they may be an hour away from Taylor, and they're like, well, yeah, I just kept typing in, um, you know, water waterhouse repipe, and y'all kept popping up first on the list, and then I went and checked Angie's list, and y'all had good reviews. And so it's cool to hear that type of stuff. You know, it, it just proves that uh, having the right the right search search words, you know, for Google and different websites like that is is really capturing our most profitable business, you know. So it's really it's really paid off for sure. Awesome. Well thank thank you very much for, for that that endorsement. I, I really appreciate it. I don't I'm not asking for an endorsement on these interviews for those of you that are listening, but I, I really appreciate it and uh that uh, means a lot to us and, and to me. So you you said something that, that a lot of people are scared about, and that's, will my business die if I come out of the yellow pages? And will my phone calls dry up, and will I be kind of like in a desolate wasteland? And at least in your case, in the market that you're in, you were able to shift those dollars online, and rather than seeing in leads and calls, you actually have been able to see a, a noticeable increase in leads and profitability in the business. So that's that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as the, yeah, I mean, I mean, once I got rid of that, I was pretty much saving money at that point. You know, I all the customers I had before that, I would say, you know, by that point, they already had our our information 
and um, you know, and so when I did get really rid of the uh, yellow pages, I really didn't notice the notice the difference in our sales. Okay. So, now, how yeah. about how about radio, TV, billboards? Do you do any of that type of stuff? Are you guys? I know that you did some radio, I think. Yes. Yeah, we did some radio last year. Probably the last, probably the the last uh, six months of last year, we did do radio. Um, as far as you know, our market, I would say it it was beneficial to do the radio, but okay. it, it wasn't. It, it probably wasn't as beneficial as what I was paying to do it. Okay. Um, you know, I found that you know really I needed to invest more money in uh, my pay per click campaign, and then also invest more money in in my direct mail marketing. You know, that, that's one thing that I was really kind of missing out on, and so that's why I've you know, this year we're really cranking that program up, and I'm kind of backing off the radio for now. Excellent. I think it will have a more quantifiable return. You know, the radio is, especially in a massive market like Austin, can kind of get lost in the noise. But it, you know, it does help with branding. It does help with that recognition. So people say, "Oh, that's S and D plumbing." Um, but um, the pay-per-click advertising and direct mail. Um, should should generate a, a more significant return. So that's just an interesting path that you've taken there. In terms of networking, and I know you guys are really active in the in the market down there. Are you guys involved in, in a proactive way in any of the networking groups like BNI or the Chamber of Commerce? Uh, is that something that generates business for you, or is that something that you guys kind of leave out of the equation? Uh, no, it definitely does generate business. I mean, we don't do any BNI groups currently, um, but we are very active in the uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce, um, different groups like that. Uh, you know, my dad, he really does a lot of that that type work, PACC, um, mm -hmm. obviously QSC. But we really take a, a really active role in our community um, here in the Taylor area mainly, and, uh, and it does generate a lot of our business. I mean, um, so it's definitely beneficial, and I would say at the very least, um, trade organizations like like PHC and QSC is, are extremely uh, beneficial, just in the knowledge aspect. You know, just in the classes you can take, and once once you dive into that and really start to meet people and take classes, and you realize, man, how much information can I get off of? Uh, you know, really just meeting people like that you can always uh, email and ask questions and everybody's, you know, we're all competitors, but we're all friendly and, and we all help each other out. So it's a pretty cool, a pretty cool aspect. Absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about uh, internet marketing um, and you, you mentioned SEO, PPC, and social media. So you're, you'd say that's a big uh, element of your marketing strategy, the whole online marketing play. Yes. Yeah, definitely is. Excellent. As far as online directory advertising, um, you know, some of the ones we hear often to be pretty productive are like Angie's List, City Search, Yelp. Uh, which of those are you actively engaged with, possibly with a, a paid uh, paid ads? Uh, right now, just Angie's List and Yelp. The okay. Two. Awesome. And do you, you feel like that drives a noticeable? Uh, flow of inbound leads being on Angie's List, being on Yelp? It definitely does. Yeah, I mean, with Yelp, we even did a, um, 
you know, they even came here and, and did a little online video for us for YouTube. So that was a pretty cool, pretty cool deal. So our customers can get on there and, and kind of, you know, hear from me kind of about our company and all that good stuff. So that's really paid off for us. Yeah, one of the things we hear often is is Angie's List is a tremendous source of high quality customers. Uh, Yelp in certain markets can be can be really effective. Um, how and and really the key to success on Yelp is your reputation. On Angie's List is your reputation and the the number of reviews that you have, and of course those reviews being positive. How many reviews? I mean, not not exact, but approximately how many reviews would you say you have on on Angie's List? If you know, if you don't, it's not a big. Deal. Probably not enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's one thing. That's one thing. I'm really. Uh, that's one of my goals for this year is to really concentrate on, uh, you know, getting more reviews. You know, and and that's one thing that uh, I think starts from from our technicians. You know, asking for those reviews. A lot of times, you know, you always have the customers that. You know, you have the customers that you have a really good experience with, and they'll go on there and and do a good review. And then you have the crazy customers that everybody deals with that um, is all about doing the the bad reviews just because they're absolutely nuts. You know, so you got to respond to both of them. But but that's one thing I know that we can do better. You know, I I couldn't give you an exact amount, but I'd probably say we have somewhere between 20 and 30 reviews on each Angie's List and Yelp, and. Yep. Um, you know, it needs to be a lot more than that. So that's something that we're working on this year. You know, we're also doing the nearby now, which is a really cool way to generate uh, generate reviews. And you know, so I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit or. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell us, you know, tell us a little bit about how you're using uh, nearby now within your your business process um, and how how that helps you get reviews. Okay, well, nearby now is a cool program because we can. You know, every time our technician finishes a service call, uh, what we do is is kind of give a, a we, we give a picture of the name of the technician, a brief description of what he did, and we send that out in an email form to the customer, kind of asking for a review. You know, and, and if they go on there and respond to that and, and give it give a review, it populates on our not only our web page but also and you, you may correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, but like uh, Google Plus as well, and um, and and the night I think the really cool thing is is if you go to our web page you can scroll down you can see our current nearby now reviews and it and it, it populates a map that kind of shows our true coverage area um, so when customers say you know do you truly service you know maybe they're an hour from where we're located they can go online and see that that we were just there two days ago or whatever you know doing this service for this customer and we had a great review so when that when that is actively Going on in current, it's really a cool way for customers to to be able to see that we are active in their community. Yeah, and build that social proof where they're like, okay, not only does this look like a cool company, but you know they're literally in our area, and this is what the, our neighbors have had to say about them. Um, yeah, I think you guys have been active with with nearby now for about two years or so, maybe a little bit less between when we set it up and when you started using it. Um, I know that there's been a, a tremendous increase in in reviews across the web. You know, not just on Yelp and Angie's List, but also on Google Maps and, and all of those other places. So I'm sure that that that's been a powerful tool in your arsenal for building your reputation and also enhancing your your online presence. Yes, for sure. And I would say, you know, as far as reviews go, I think I'm speaking for everybody. Um, 
you know, it's kind of a scary part of the business because not <laughs> everything goes perfect. You know, we all want to have great reviews, but what I find, it's just something that, that obviously we all have to deal with, but it, uh, I think the most important thing to do with your reviews, uh, no matter what business you're in, is to make sure that you are responding to every single review because, you know, you may have four or five stars on Angie's list, but not all of those are going to be good. And, um, you know, I think when customers see that, hey, s and Plumbing has majority of the reviews are great. They have one or two. The customers just sound like they're nuts. And if you're responding, saying how much you appreciate the business and that you're thanking them for the review and you're trying to resolve the issue, um, I mean, what I find is those people never respond back. You know, you'll always go on there and make a comment and you'll try to resolve the issue and be real um, professional about it. And uh, it, it, I, think, I think that also makes you look like, you know, like you're a real company because most people that... Uh, you know, most sane people look at that and say, yeah, you know, that, that customer kind of sounds a little crazy. Or, you know, S&D may have screwed up, but here, here's, here's the owner of the company on responding to it, trying to fix the issue. That's really cool. And, yeah. um, you know, that's one, and, and that just kind of leads into one thing that we really drill into our technicians and our office staff and, every, and, and pass it on to our customers is that we understand that we're going to screw up from time to time. Mm -hmm. But uh, the nice thing about doing business with us is we're always going to come back and make it right. You know, whatever the cost is, you know, whatever happens, we're always going to stand behind our work and make it right. And that's, I think that all kind of flows back to having that good reputation uh, no matter what. So, Absolutely. And, and that was a powerful insight, you know, just that, yes, there's a little bit of fear and apprehension when you request a review that somebody's going to jump on and write a nasty gram because problems do arise and, things go wrong from time to time, but it's much better to push through it, be consistent with the requesting of the reviews, and just know that a negative review might happen, but you can address it publicly, and the world's not going to judge you or you know, just discount you because you have one or two uh, lunatics that went on and wrote some nasty things about you online. Yeah, for sure, for sure. As, long, that, as, yeah. as long as you yeah, address I mean, it professionally. Yes. Yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes I have to take a step back and, okay, I'm going to go back to this tomorrow after I have a chance to cool down a little bit. You know, I mean, that, that happens. Sometimes you just want to get on there and say, you're absolutely nuts, you yeah. know, and then, and it, so that's definitely the professional aspect, not trying to, you know, not trying to make this, make it worse is kind of the best way to approach those, those bad reviews. Absolutely. All right, so now getting getting to the nitty gritty and, and really, um, you know, what 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 it all comes down to. So, what would you say out of all of these different things that you're doing? You've got a really nice marketing mix. Uh, what what marketing efforts tend to drive the most leads for you? I mean, I would say at this point, probably our our SEO type work. You know, um, hitting those keywords, uh, picking up those customers. Is probably the biggest uh, the biggest return on uh, on investment I have going right now. Um, pay per click has been good, but it's still fairly young. You know, we we just started that less than a year ago. Um, so, I mean, I, I know it sounds pretty basic, but putting you know, making sure you have a good coverage area, uh, making sure you're working with a good company that you can trust, and then. Um, and then really figuring out what are the keywords that the customers can be searching for. Like, what's the, you know, what's my most profitable market? And, 
and and once you start hitting that, and you know, and and we're in a really competitive market in Austin, so it's you know we have a really small budget, and we do a lot with it to to really compete in Austin. But there's a lot more surrounding areas than just just Austin. You know, we can capture around right Georgetown. There's a lot of big communities all around us that we're really you know, and and they're all higher income type communities where we can really capture those customers and and make you know and have good sales doing that. Absolutely. All right. So I, I didn't I didn't pay him to say that that he was not solicited to say that, but um, that's it's exciting to hear that the the SEO online marketing is really driving some of the the best uh, new leads and new referrals for you. So that's that's exciting. Now, just in terms of business in general, um, you talked about a lot of the different services that you offer, and you know there, there's a lot of guys listening to this that you know maybe they're just doing general plumbing service, you know, unclogging the drain, fixing the leaky pipe. Uh, what services have you found to be most profitable for S&D plumbing? Um, you know, I would probably say, I mean, I would probably go back to, to jetting. You know, hydro jetting has been a very profitable business for us. Um, you know, another very profitable business is, is is the leak detection because it always leads to, you know, once you detect the leak, I mean, you can charge for that specialty service. Once you find it, then we got to go and make the repair, you know, and it, so it leads to more work. And and it goes the same way with the jetting. You know, we, you know, here every one of our service trucks is, is equipped with cameras, and that's one thing that we don't charge for. I mean, we we include it in our price whether we're doing a sewer stoppage. Or a jetting or a jetting work. It just makes sense for us to follow up the camera, spend five minutes with the customer, and um, you know what you find that that tends to lead to bigger work that's necessary. You know, if you just auger a drain, pull the roots out, and say you're good to go, you know, there's a reason why there's roots in the drain. So um, I think that's been a big, you know, a profitable area for us. Um, I mean, also. I didn't really cover this before, but with our service technicians, one thing that we did change over the past two years is we went to, um, you know, a, a, to where they're they're strictly working on commission. So oh, wow. it's a great incentive-based um, program to where these technicians, instead of having hourly technicians that are dragging around, milking the clock, wanting to get 50, 60 hours a week, and not really producing. Um, we've really gone to a commission system to where, you know, these guys are getting rewarded for their sales. You know, um, we have plumbers making 40 plus dollars an hour, you know, when, when you calculate it out for the week. So, I mean, that's, in my market, that's unheard of to pay them, to pay them right. that high. But, but when they're that good, they're that good. And, and the main thing we got to look out for is, you know, the main thing we I look out for personally and the company does is, is making sure that, uh, we're not cheating our customers out. You know that, that that's the big part. Some people hear that hear 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 that commission and they think, well, the guys are just selling unnecessary stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, the main thing is, is you got to find the right technicians. I had to, I had to let one go just recently for that reason, and he's really the only one I've had to let go in the past two years for that reason. And and, and you know when it starts happening. So what we always preach is, you know, we're always going to give the customers what they need or what they want. You know, because you'll—it's it, amazing. You go into a house, and they—my and guys are even skeptical sometimes. And 
you go into a house and you think, this guy's got no money, you know, I'm just really going to try to fix it as cheap as possible and get out of there. And before you realize that you start building that rapport, building that relationship with the customer, um, you know, you may walk out of there with a, a $3,000 ticket by the, by the time the day's up because he wanted everything done to his house and he loves it, you know. It's Bye. just, uh, it's wild because some mindsets people think that, uh, that's not possible, but until you really get in there and offer those opportunities, um, you know, you just won't realize, you know, how that is possible. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, so, had, so that has had a noticeable impact in, in profitability, converting the guys from being paid a, a wage per hour to actually just being strictly commission-based. Exactly. You know, and it goes, and the nice thing is it goes both ways because, uh, you know, my, my philosophy here has been, you know, I want every truck to operate like it's, like it's its own business inside of S&D Plumbing. So all we are is kind of the people that uh, obviously capture the work and, give, and hand it out to the technicians. But, you know, I try to make them grow up a little bit. You know, I, you know, I make them do the full aspect, call the customers, set up the inspections, do all that type of stuff because they're getting paid to do that. And, uh, and and what that allows is for less management, you know. I mean, I, we don't have to hire a manager for every two trucks or four trucks or whatever it is, you know. You can really cover the whole aspect if they're, if they're taking care of their own business. And, um, you know, it really has worked out well for us. So you'll see, you know, you may see a couple technicians that are really killing it and then you may see some that are really struggling and they're getting you know, fourteen, fifteen dollars an hour, and those are the guys you really got to coach up and really got to figure out. You know, you know, I mean, why is this happening? So, it's on both ends of the spectrum, and sometimes you'll, you know, you just may have a technician just that's just not cutting it. You know, they're just wasting too much time. So, um, it definitely, it definitely makes them take ownership of their business, and it's really, it's really cool. And then. You know, another thing we're doing this year for our, our large job crews is we're really trying to incentivize everybody. So, um, you know, we we job cost all their jobs, and we have a different scale of bonuses based between, like, 45 and 65% gross profit on the job. And then we hand out bonuses at the, end, at, at the end of the month to, you know, each guy for, you know, for different jobs that they did well on for that month, so that's really a really cool way to do it. And then we even we even spiff and bonus our CSRs. You know, we we wow. bonus them based based on uh, on 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 the gross sales of the, of the company for the month. You know, our target sales for the month. And and what we do is we just pull to, pull together a, a sum of money and we split it up evenly throughout the the ladies in the office. And then. Um, we run a, you know, we, we run spiffs on memberships sold, uh, you know, total seeds, which is like a bio product sold. You know, we do different stuff like that, and we let everybody get involved, even the ladies here in the office. A lot of times you find that they, you know, whenever they're booking the calls, they're already pre-selling the products. They're already pre-selling. Plant the seed for that. that yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when the, when the technician gets out there, there's really, you know, the customers are inquiring about it, you know, and it's uh it's a really cool benefit for everybody. So. And I'm sure that that, you know, has a major impact on that ability to hit that 20 to 25% net because you don't have people that you're paying just for the sake of paying them. You've got everybody engaged in, in the growth um, and profitability of the company, and it's a true performance-based environment. Um, 
where where would you say you learned how to implement that in your company? Because that that's a specialized um, business process that I'm sure a lot of our listeners would love to learn more about. Yeah, I would say I definitely I definitely didn't in, invent the wheel. You know, when I um, really it's through QSC, okay. uh, Quality Service Contractors. You know, we you know I guess three years ago we went to our first meeting with them. Um, you know, we, we really started to dive into the um, service manager training and stuff like that. And we really started to talk to the other the other companies in the room and figure out that man, there's a there's a whole other. I mean, there's a a great way to run a service company that that we really need to learn how to do. And you know, we started going to the to their conferences and taking the classes. And then I think the 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 biggest thing I did personally was. You know, I have a I have a business coach through that organization that comes to my business once a quarter, and uh, you know he helps me with all the information. He has that information with him that he can pass on to me, and all we pretty much do is customize it to our company. You know, we figure out you know what percentage of commission we want to pay our technicians, and we put our logo on it, and we just you know so they have a template. We just kind of make it our own, and um, I. 100% could not have done it without that. You know, I just did not. I, I just did not know enough people in the industry that were doing that. But you know, once you go to these conference meetings and you and you talk to the, all the other plumbers throughout the throughout the nation, I mean, that's what the most profitable, successful service companies are doing. Is is they're on an incentive incentive based program for their technicians. You know, flat rate pricing was also something that we went to. Which has been really nice, and uh, you know, it's really, it's definitely, definitely paid off for us. That that's powerful, you know, powerful information here on the on the plumbing marketing podcast. And obviously, we're we're talking about marketing strategies. We're talking about getting the phone ringing and growing the business. But the other side of it is, how do you maximize efficiency? How do you maximize profitability? And so, you know, following the model uh, of what Dan's talking about. Look into QSC. Find out what it's all about. Um, you know, meet with some of the other contractors. Get a business coach, and you know, you can see more dollars hit the bottom line that you get to put in your pocket for for all the revenue that you generate. So, yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. I'm sure a lot of guys are uh, going to be excited about learning more about commission-based uh, incentive plans and uh, and flat rate pricing. So, great stuff there. Yeah, and I would say probably the, you know, the biggest aspect of joining some something like QSC and PHTC is you got to really, if you're going to do it, you need to plug in because we did it, uh, I don't know, six or seven years ago, and, and we didn't plug in. And at that point, you know, we thought, well, this is just dollars wasted every year, so we got out of it. And it wasn't until we actually decided that, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to jump in with both feet and we're going to learn and. Uh, that's when it really it really started paying off. So if y'all are thinking about joining something like that, um, make sure you're ready to go to those conferences and you're ready to learn and you're ready to you know get a business coach in there. Because my I always joke with my business coach. I say you know it's nice to have you here because you make me do everything I hate to do, which generally <laughs> is budgeting. It's anything financial. It's it, you know it's all that stuff. You know I get so tied up in the day to day. You know, I I don't want to have to go back and and do all that stuff. So when he comes in once a quarter, we you know we change things, we do stuff like that. We kind of look at the overall aspect of the company. We add, you know, we do a lot of really cool stuff, and we always have a, a great agenda. And he usually comes for three days in a row, 
and he mm -hmm. makes me sit down. He makes me, you know, I can't go in the field. I can't do everything I want to do. And we really, we really grinded out those three days, and it, it, it's really definitely paid off for us. Powerful, and, powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and something else I talked about earlier was the, you know, going from an hourly type pricing to a flat rate pricing. And, you know, I was like everybody else in the industry that's been, uh, you know, this, been doing the hourly rate forever. You know, we did it for 30 years, and then we switched to flat rate. That's a pretty scary thing you know you think customers yeah. are going to hate that whenever we got to give this big price up front and all that but it's completely the opposite i mean it's it's turned out to be a blessing for us i mean customers greatly appreciate it you know and it gives them the opportunity to make decisions but their own buying decisions instead of uh you know i always remembered when i was doing service uh, the customer would be watching his watch and i'd be running out to the truck to get the parts you know we're trying to get it done within an hour you know, that type of stuff. That's just not a proper way to do business because at the end of the day, you know, there's just so much more you can get when you're doing the flat rate pricing. Right. And you can control your profit margins and um, have a better experience for the client, which might feel a little bit counterintuitive um, when, you're, when you're not doing it yet. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely a scary step, but it's definitely a step that I think that, you know, any any true service company needs to be in that, you know, doing that type of work. I mean, even our commercial customers appreciate it. So it's it's definitely a nice way to go. Awesome. You know, another thing I know that you guys are doing that's unique, and and it's a challenge that every one of the successful plumbing and HVAC contractors I talk to um, is dealing with, and that's okay. We've got the successful business. We've got the leads flowing in. But we've got a challenge in finding good quality technicians that know how to do the work, but also have the the ability to uh, to be selling technicians. And and obviously that's something that you and your father have been trying to innovate to bring in more of those higher quality guys at a younger age that you can train up and really grow into the types of techs you need. So if you don't mind, just tell us a little about about what you're doing because I really think it's very exciting. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're doing a couple different programs, and uh, I would say as far as service technicians, licensed service technicians, um, the most success we've had out of that is going through the uh, Veterans Avenue. You okay. know, hiring you know hiring veterans to come in here. Uh, just in particular, uh, one of our newest service techs was a. He, he was in the Navy. He worked on ships. You know, he did the plumbing in the in the ships and stuff like that. And uh, you know, once we brought him on, we he was able to capture enough hours to be uh, to be able to go get his journeyman's through what he did. You know, through you know through the Navy. And so what you what you find is you get um, you know he may not have been 100 percent qualified to go out in the service field, so it took a lot of training to get him to that point. But you mm -hmm. you have a kid with great discipline, a great yeah. look, great demeanor, and um, and what we've done is is you know we we actually have a a full time service trainer here that uh, he used to be one of our service techs has a bad back, so we put him into a different role, and so whenever we're able to bring in kids like that to our program. Um, we allow our trainer to train them for literally at least a month, maybe two months, to really get them into how us, you know, what are the systems in place for S and D plumbing, you know, 
and not only that, but also the technical side of it. So you, you know, you're not going to get a guy out of the Navy or the or the Army or whatever that's that's ready to roll out in the in the residential real world, but definitely are they're definitely trainable, and, and that's been a great great avenue for us. Um, another really cool avenue that my dad's been really involved with is working through the local technical colleges. Um, we have some plumbing programs set up, and, and what we're doing is we're going to little trade shows uh, at the local high schools, and we're picking up uh, young kids that are usually junior, senior, and and they're not the, the college-type kids. You know, they're, they're the kids that like to work with their hands, that want to start a career, and we bring them in. Um, they usually will work, you know, to about 2 or 3 in the afternoon and they'll come in and they'll put up parts in our in our warehouse and they'll learn fittings and they'll go out on service trucks and then they'll work the summers with us. And uh, the program that we have set up is is they also go to school. And, um, you know, and, and what, what happens is once they go through like a four-year apprenticeship program um, leading up, you know, I'm sorry, it's not four years, it's two years, once they go through that, when they graduate high school, all that time in the school applies towards their, um, you know, their 2,000 or 4,000 or 6,000 hours to uh, to go ahead and get into their license and start working full time. So it's it's really been a, a a cool avenue for us. I mean, we have right we, we've we've had a few kids come and go, but we've had two recently or two that that's really locked in with the company and and one that's been with us almost two years now that's getting ready to graduate and then you know he's going to be off to getting his license and then we have you know another one that's, that's been, with us, been with us about a year and um the reason why my dad really wanted to uh start you know start the program like this in the state of texas is he just realized that you know, we saw kids, we knew kids, cousins, stuff like that, that were going to the college for four years and graduating and working at Whataburger because they couldn't find a job in their general studies that they went to school for, you know. And and he started thinking, you know, back in my days, you know, there was actually a trade school. You know, there were actually people that, that graduated high school and went to certain trades, went to the union, did certain stuff like this that, you know, nowadays everybody's pushing if you don't go to college, you can't be successful. Well, he's really trying to change that mindset and kind of kick it, kick it back to the old school to where we're able to get kids directly out of high school into these trade schools and learning not only the school aspect of it, but also hands-on experience. And, you know, I think it's going to prove to be extremely successful and beneficial for all the plumbing companies around here because once people start engaging in that program, they're going to get, you know, not only really good qualified young professionals but we're also going to get people that are dedicated to your company yeah because well, yeah, once you, you brought them through the training and you apprenticed them all the way into um, a real career yeah yeah and what we always I mean the, the way we work is we say you get A's and B's in your classes in that training program we pay for it you know so so that's what we do it you know and it's really a it's it, I don't know it's pretty it's pretty exciting I'm sure he could really dig dig into it a little more but it's uh you know it's something that's that's really re I mean, he's really revolutionizing the the plumbing industry in texas for sure i think that's awesome so if there were if there were other plumbing business owners in other states and they wanted to follow that path what would could they reach out to like a local technical college or and try and make some relationships or is, is there any path that they could try and replicate this in, in another state 
I would probably say the PACC is going to be, you know, they are nationwide in every state, and that's going to be probably your best avenue to start just because mm -hmm. they could talk to Texas and realize what we're doing down here in Austin and really get all, gather all that information from, from, the, from our local branch. Um, wow. But, yeah, I would say that would be the best place to start. And then, um, you know, from there, yes, you would take it on to, you know, like a local technical or junior college that may have programs like that that you that you can really get into. But to really get detailed into that, I think you have to get my dad on the phone. He could really uh, break down what all he's doing there. That, that's really his baby on that one. So Right. All right. So that's, that's Sam Dowdy. Um, if, you, if you need to talk with him or just reach out to your local PHCC, let them know that, hey, you, you feel like this would be a great opportunity to explore in your state, um, and they can connect you with PHCC Texas and kind of put your heads together and see how you can start to develop the plumbing trade or even the HVAC trade in your in your local state. So um, powerful, yeah, yeah, powerful stuff. Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing that, um, you know, I can always give out his contact information. If you're wanting to learn more about that, maybe his email, you can send him an email and he can really uh, let you know what direction to go into on that. Yeah, if you're willing to share it, um, on, on the call, that's great. Otherwise, um, they can just reach out to their local PHCC, whichever you prefer. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I I guess I can go ahead and share it now. You know, okay. I mean, I I mean that that's his passion. He would love to for other business owners to be able to um, to spread the you know to, to be able to spread that throughout. Um, his email is sam at s a n d d plumbing dot com. So Beautiful. it's just Sam at S and D Plumbing, all spelled out. And um, go ahead and shoot him an email if you're interested in that program. And Sam and Dan are both wonderful guys, so I'm sure if you reach out to Sam, he'll he'll graciously respond and uh, be willing to to talk you talk you through it and and help you point you in the right direction at least. So, um, I mean, awesome stuff, Dan. This has been a, a tremendous interview. I'm sure the listeners are, you know, just their, their mind is spinning because there's so much great information that you shared. Uh, congratulations, really, on, on the, the tremendous success of the company as a whole and, and your success in taking over over the last several years and really accelerating the growth and putting all of these initiatives in place. Um, any, any last words you would want to share with the, the listener that may already be a million dollar plus or may just be getting started and trying to figure out how to grow the business. Any additional nuggets of wisdom that you'd be uh, interested in sharing? Um, I, I think the main thing I was always taught was, you know, you got to find that niche and what you're good at, you know, in the plumbing market. If you just want to be a general plumber, there's thousands and thousands of those guys all around you. You know, so I, I, I think once you figure out, you know, what is my niche, what can I really dig into, and it could be anything, I think that's when you're truly going to start to revolutionize the company. Um, you know, and then also just figuring out a way to, to really make your company an incentive-based company, to share the wealth with your employees that are doing well. You know, obviously you're not going to share it with the ones that aren't, but uh, you'll you'll find that uh, that really changes the mood. I mean, one thing we're doing today, which is really cool, you know, I told my service technicians, you know, if y'all can all sell $10,000 a piece for the week, you know, I'll, I'll do a steak dinner for everybody. 
So afterwards today, I got the grill here. We're firing it up. We're gonna do Please. steaks. We're gonna do sausage. You know, we're gonna do a good old, good old fashioned barbecue. And um, you know, that's it, that's one thing that we've talked about this year. We want to we want we want to really start doing is celebrating our wins. You know, having you know having a really good time doing it. And another really cool thing we do. You mentioned that earlier in the interview is. You know, we go on a fishing trip twice a year with our guys, and we go out for the weekend, and we rent cabins, and we get guide services, and we do the full works, and and stuff like that's a great way to really bond with your employees. You know, everybody gets a little silly and get the guys away from their wives, and it just gets a little crazy. But it's uh, it stuff like that is what your employees look back on and think, man, S and D Plumbing is a great company to work for. You know, it even goes goes along with Christmas parties and stuff like that. We just really try to have a good time working. And uh, what we find is it really ends up paying off in the long run for the company. Absolutely. So building that building that culture as you build your team that um, bonds everyone together and not only makes it a funner place to work, but makes it so that the guys that work with you are loyal. They're they're wanting to serve the customers as well as possible. And as they serve the customers better, your reputation improves and the business continues to grow. Yes, for sure. I think. I, you know, another really cool thing that I've done is, you know, I've uh, right here behind my desk, I have a huge dry erase board with an organizational chart on it. You know, I got it all done up professionally to where the guys can see, okay, these are the different aspects of the company. This is the service department. This is the the large crew department. This is the commercial sales department, CSRs, and really allowing a, a cool avenue to where the guys can see, you know, what is it going to take for me to move to this level? And then you have that information right there in front of them. So they really see the full growth of the company. Mm -hmm. And and they really realize that they're not forever going to be, going to be stuck in this, in this position that I'm in. You know, there's manager's positions open. There's all these different type positions open. And there's a lot, a lot of room for growth because eventually – you know, eventually, you know, we we will we do want to be a ten million dollar company, you know, a year. But um, the main thing is allowing for for your employees to see that uh, that that there is potential for growth in your company. Well, they grow, they they see the potential and they grow with you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Dan, again, thank you so much for your time. I, I think that this has been a, a tremendous uh, a tremendous interview. Lots of great information spanning from marketing to, to operations and really team development. Um, those of you listening, thanks so much for your time. Um, if you'd like to listen to other interviews like this, learn more from, from the leaders, really the guys that are excelling and doing great in their plumbing or HVAC business, you can subscribe for the podcast at plumber, uh, plumbingmarketing.net. That's plumbingmarketing.net. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll, we'll see you guys or talk to you guys again soon.